Welcome back to Reality Check Chat. We are sponsored by the Independent Democratic Women of Susquehanna County. Even though we're down to two, we think we have a great podcast for you tonight. I'm going to say this at the beginning instead of the end. Feel free to go to realitycheckchat.com to subscribe where our subscriber list is rising. Or if you're a Spotify fan, go to Spotify and you can subscribe on Spotify. And I'm Barbara Scott, if I didn't say it. And I'm Judy Herschel, and we are back. We have a very interesting topic this evening, um, yes. a very divisive topic, a very um, important topic. And um, I have a feeling this may go into a second podcast, a second show, but we'll see what happens. There's a lot to talk about with this. Yeah, and we don't know where it's going. We hope we know where it's going, but we're going to talk about the uh, BBB Build Back Better Act and the infrastructure I guess it's BBF or BFB. I forget what it's called. Build back, or I thought it was BBB. Build it back. is, but what's the fr- infrastructure one? Hold on. That's okay. But We'll find it out. Yeah, we'll find it. I'm sure the name will change a million times for right. uh-huh. until they pass it, and we're hoping they pass it soon. Right, soon. <laughs> well, President Biden, who has put out a great bill, but he's he has to compromise a lot, and he's turned out to be accepting of a lot of progressive ideas because they're the best ones for the American people. Unfortunately, we have two senators in particular who are holding up the works, Joe Manchin, as we all know, and, and Kirsten Cinema, who all of a sudden doesn't like, but won't say why, will not say why, does not like paying for this bill with taxes on the wealthy in this country, which Everybody but the 1% wants to happen. They want the very wealthy in this country to pay their fair share. They don't want the big gap to get bigger. You know what? Amen to that. This is the issue. We've had so many problems from our brick and mortar infrastructure, bridges, roads, to issues with child welfare, to issues with with substance use. To, I mean, I can go, I can list probably 50 items that we have been only band-aiding for some time. There really hasn't ever been, and, and I know I just mentioned things that don't necessarily have to do with infrastructure. I was just giving examples, but we've been band-aiding these issues and not really investing the time, energy, and money into getting to, to the root of the problem. And what happens over time, I think, and I've observed, and you have too, is these problems have really drastically worsened. Right. So we either do something about it now, or our kids are screwed, or we have to deal with it in a a crisis type of situation over the next five, 10 years, which is going to cause even more turmoil within our country. So now's the time, if we don't do it, when? When is it going to happen? And every single item that they're bringing up is important for our success. What I wanted to say about Judy's point that I read today was about our electric grid. And the New York Times had an article about how states are not preparing for the fact that with climate change, there is so much more damage to our electrical system in many places. And so many people have recently, because of the heavy rains, the wildfires, all of the weather-related events that are caused by the climate crisis, have taken power down. So, you know, Louisiana, they're out for days. People with medications in their refrigerator, they go bad. People with air conditioning, they need in these 
these southern states, it was very hot and, and people died because they didn't have enough air conditioning. But the interesting graph that they showed was the increased power outages nationwide, often sparked by climate disasters, changed how many hours each of us were without electricity. So they compared every customer between 2013 and 2015 to 2018 and 2020. So that's pretty recent. And they found how many more hours on average people in the States were out of electricity. So for example, in Louisiana, because of Hurricane Laura in 2020, they were out over 300 hours average, each person in Louisiana. For Pennsylvania, for that period of time, our outages increased for each of us 100 hours. I believe that. Yeah. I, I have never lost my electricity so much as I have over the last three years. It's just twice this month, Barb, yeah. lost my electricity right. completely. Right. A lot of it's weather related. A lot of it, I don't know where it's coming from. Right. Um, it's probably it's probably a lot of that because we don't have underground wires. And what this article is saying is that the states have not prepared for, for this, for improving the electrical grid in their states. And that's because utility companies do not give permission, for example, to put the wires underground would mean raising your rates. And raising your rates would upset you because everybody gets upset when they have to pay more money. And that's the only way we're going to get a grid that is safer. Unless if we look at climate change proposals like Build Back Better's plan that Manchin rejected, we have to reduce our emissions by 2030. And if we pass that, programs like that could get done. Um, because I know a lot of local areas and a lot of states don't have the money and, and can't afford that right now. So all the more reason why this needs to be passed. I was actually looking at a government statistics um, web website. It was childstats.gov. And I came across a, a pretty alarming statistic regarding the environment. Now that we're talking about that, and, and I know this directly relates to global warming. It says that children between the ages of zero and 17, what percentage in, um, in counties with pollutant concentrations above the level of the current air quality standards? 50.5% was the number in 2019. That's astonishing. And that's just in the United States. What does that States. represent? The number of children living in an area where the air quality doesn't meet the standards. Oh, wow. Not to mention drinking water. Not to I'm mention sure drinking we, water. That's a we whole could other look thing. up that. And, and there are a lot of people that are uh, without clean drinking water for various reasons, but mostly for pipes, which is in the infrastructure bill, I believe, to replace so, all the lead pipes. So these problems have been push, push, push down the road. And, and Barb, if we can go back to the bill for a second, and then I, I do want to come back to um, global warming and the environment and right. what we need to do about that and why this is so important. So it, it, tell me if I'm right with this, for those that maybe don't understand. The Senate has a bipartisan bill that includes the infrastructure bill, and that includes $1.2 trillion dollars. That, that, and then that's the, the infrastructure bill. Exactly. It has and then, the, and then the Democrats put together a proposal called um, Build Back Better, which includes additional things, infrastructure related, but that seems to be the big controversy right now is, is it really infrastructure related? We believe it is. That is anywhere between 
one trillion mansion you said i think wanted one one trillion and um others wanted up to yeah one and a half and others wanted 3.5 but i thought it would be interesting for us to take a look at some of those things real quick that let's let me just say just before you do that these are two different bills yeah it's going to make it totally different bills these are two totally different bills and the house isn't passing the infrastructure bill until they are sure that they get the the uh, reconciliation package. What's it called? Reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, so the House is not willing to pass the, or many of the Congress uh, representatives are not willing. We're just talking about Democrats because exactly. the Republicans don't want to do anything. They did. There were a few that voted for the infrastructure bill because they didn't want to go home to their constituents and say we didn't. The Democrats did. Um, So they did vote for that, but they're not doing anything about the reconciliation uh, bill. And that's why it's going through reconciliation Mm -hmm. through the budget process, because the Democrats only need 50 votes Mm -hmm. and they only have 50 votes from Democrats because no Republicans are going to vote for it. So I just want to make it clear. Explain the process of reconciliation. Is that when you look for the majority of a vote and you don't go through a filibuster? Can you explain what reconciliation is? So I think I bet yeah, a lot of I mean, people, a lot of people say, why are the Democrats putting all this stuff in one big fat bill? And the reason they're trying to not the infrastructure bill that the Senate passed, that's a separate thing. But the reason they are putting so much in the build back better bill, Medicare expansion, child care, universal pre-K, elder care. They have tons of stuff in here that the extension of the child tax credit, just many things that will help. Uh, Americans have a better life and even out the playing field between the very wealthy. Um, And it also included taxing the wealthy to pay for it. So my point was, and Judy's going to have to. What's reconciliation? Okay. So people say, well, why are they putting everything in this big giant bill? And the reason they're putting everything in this big giant bill, all those things I just mentioned is because if they put smaller bills, the Republicans would never vote for them. And they would never pass. They would get nothing done. The only way they can get done is this process called real reconciliation, which they can only do a couple of times. They already did it for the rescue plan in the spring. This is it. This is their opportunity this year. They're not going to have another opportunity. And so they're getting as much in it as they can. And they're trying to please all 50 senators. And of course, the, all, the, all the representatives uh, in the House which is easier, which is easier because they have a little bit of leeway. They can use a few of those, but they can't use lose a senator. And then uh, Vice President Harris is the tiebreaker in the Senate. So Manchin, Joe Manchin, who has a coal stock hedge fund and makes about a million and a half to $5 million on that and dividends, all legal. His son runs it. Ethically, the, the rules in the Senate allow all of this to happen. So he isn't doing anything wrong. However, and plus he gets the most, uh, he's the top receiver from the coal companies, the gas and oil companies, the gas companies and the, and the oil companies. And so he nixed- uh, The top receiver amongst Democrats or the top receiver amongst no. any, anyone seated in, in that position? I believe, I believe I saw under him- were Republicans. He was the only, okay. I think he was the only Democrat on there. 
on the list that I saw. This article came out, I don't know who broke it, The Guardian or The Washington Post or who, but I saw it, uh, or maybe The New York Times, but I, I saw it in all three papers. And he, of course, nixed a plan that was a stick and carrot and because he didn't want the stick. And uh, uh, President Biden's energy plan had electric companies having to transition to being renewable energy, 4% of renewable energy, 4% of renewable energy. It's not like 50%, it's 4%. And and if they didn't, they would be penalized. They They would have to pay money until they did it, until they got the 4%. Joe Manchin, so-called Democratic senator, nixed that. So that's out. Mm. So now Biden is going to do a, supposedly he'll do some executive orders, which if there's a Republican um, in 2024, that that Republican president will just reverse. So that's not good. It's always better to have it in a law. And this is our opportunity, because what if we lose the House or the Senate next year? I mean, I hope we don't. I hope just the opposite. Mm-hmm. I hope so many Democrats and independents come out to vote for Democrats or independents that caucus with Democrats. I don't care. I hope so too. So many come out that it's just like a shock wave for Republicans that they, but of course Republicans are making it difficult to vote in many States. If they pass this though, it will be historical. Okay. So let's take a look at what is in the current infrastructure bill, which I think is exciting. You know, I, I have that feeling of dread to Barb is, oh my God, what's going to happen over the next couple of years. Yeah. So let's reflect for a second and say, okay, there's some positive things hopefully coming. Let's hope that this gets passed. So we've got $110 billion for roads and bridges. We have $66 billion for railroads. And I heard not too far from us, they are really considering bringing Amtrak from Scranton and stopping at all of the college towns um, all the way to New York City, that that's wow. in, in works. So yes. that's something that this would certainly um, help and, and get that going. We got $65 billion for the power grid. Um, this will update lines and cables as well as provide money to prevent hacking, which we have to think about. And also clean energy funding is included. I don't know how much we'll have to look into that. We have 65 billion for broadband, 55 billion for water infrastructure. We talked about that earlier, the need for pipes, the need for sewages in small towns like ours, Barb, we still have people that aren't connected to the, the town septic that we don't know where their sewers are going to tell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's that's fairly common. We've got 47 billion for cybersecurity and climate change. We've got 39 billion for public transit, 25 billion for airports, 21 billion for the environment, 17, 17 billion for ports. Um, we've recognized over the last week or two how important our ports are and that we, we need to really take a look at them. So that's gonna be great um, for safety. Um, highway safety, $11 billion, $8 billion for Western water infrastructure. Um, that's ongoing drought conditions in the Western half of our country. They're going to focus on that. $7.5 billion for electric vehicle charging stations. Um, I am aware of a couple different uh, initiatives starting locally to look into that. So oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be coming to our area, hopefully in the next year or two. Excellent. And um, 70, 7.5, excuse me, billion for electric school buses. They will replace low income rural and tri- tribal communities. And that will have a great impact on the environment right there too. So that's a lot of really good stuff. It is good stuff. And that bill, um, the Congress will vote on that. 
um, as long as they get their package through. And then they will vote on the infrastructure bill that Judy just talked about. Exactly. And that's good stuff. But we're at a point where we're saying, you know what? Good is okay, but this is an opportunity for us to really come back because there's a lot of holes in this too. And, and for example, and it's maybe not the primary is women are having a hard time getting back to work, especially with women in particular that have children at home, the cost of childcare, the cost of healthcare. I remember myself working just to pay for insurance and groceries. You know, that's the, all, all my paycheck went to that. So it is very hard. So the, the Build Back Better takes a look at what are the things, what are the things underneath, not the band-aids, the things underneath that we have to confront and fix so that we're better for it. And those problems are alleviated. And it's the direction we feel our country needs to go in. Um, so childcare was one of them. Um, I know that they want to also give several billion dollars to agriculture, nutrition, and forestry. Universal pre-K is in there. Universal pre-K. Investments in public housing, land trusts, uh, money to to energy and natural resources, natural resources, excuse me, environment and public works committee. That money would go to fund low income solar and climate friendly technologies. 1.8 billion was the last one from the for the finance committee, and what they wanted was a tax cut for Americans making less than four hundred thousand dollars. That would lower the price of prescription drugs and ensure that the wealthy and the large corporations pay pay their fair share. That's a whole other podcast right there. Um, yeah, but um, I will stop you for a second because yes. First in Cinema has nixed the I believe has nixed the prescription. She gets a lot of money from pharmaceutical companies. Nobody knows what her her motivation is, but it doesn't seem to be to uh, help the people of Arizona. She's supposedly a Democrat, and she voted against the 2017 income tax reduction for the wealthy. She voted against that, but now she doesn't she she doesn't want them to have in the Build Back Better bill the payment for this bill via taxes on the rich. She doesn't want that now. So, and she won't say why. She's not giving any reason why. It's just like, please. She needs to be voted out is what needs to happen. I, I don't understand the lack of common sense. I really don't. I don't, I don't get it. You know, this concept promoting of a trickle down that let's, let's give these tax, these tax breaks to the rich. Trump even said, you know, the, the rich don't pay taxes because they're smart. <laughs> You know, that's the philosophy. Right. Um, but they do need to pay their fair share. We live in a society where they're benefiting off the people here and we are struggling. You know, why do we need this? Because we're struggling. I, I found some very interesting statistics. One place that I like to go to, it's called um, USA Facts. It's a nonpartisan um, civic group that compiles national um, polls and surveys, and it goes by top topic. That, that website is usafacts.org, and it's actually pretty, pretty interesting, um, but they have quite a bit of data regarding COVID, and I'm pulling it up right now. Give me a minute. All right. While Judy's doing that, I just want to say real quickly that the thing about Joe Manchin nixing the plan to cut carbon emissions by 2030 in this country, and this is so President Biden can go to Glasgow to the COP26 on November, I think, 2nd. It's, it's coming up. And say, our country is working to cut emissions. This is what we're doing. 
We're going to be doing, but he nixed it. So now we've got to come up. He's got to come up with something else because if we're going to be a leader in this world, which at this point we're not, obviously, we need to do things like have a good plan to cut emissions and share it with the world. Oh, what I was going to say about Mansion is that West Virginia is going to suffer from flooding damage because of climate change. I mean, it is suffering and it's going to, just like Susquehanna County, it's not over the flooding. It's it's going to keep coming and we have to figure out how we're going to address it. Wilkes-Barre with that horrible flood a couple of years ago, 10 years ago, the uh, flooding of Binghamton and Halstead and a lot of places in Susquehanna County in 2014, it was, uh, there were, it's just, we could go on. It, it's more and more flooding and, it, and that's going to happen here and that's going to happen in West Virginia. And this man decided to to go for the gas and oil industries on their side, because of course they have a ton of lob- lobbyists. I heard over 1,500. Can you believe it? And a ton over of money. Oh a my ton God. of money. You would not believe, and I don't know how much he's received. I do want to look that up and write myself a note right now. But they well, give so much money away. And it, it's a shame that money seems to rule a lot of how these individuals think, if not the majority of them, unfortunately. Sometimes I think I'm dealing with a bunch of three-year-olds. You know, you're you're, you're dealing with, with people that are only thinking in the moment, like a, like a three-year-old does, only thinking of what's going to affect them now, what's going to affect them and what's going to make them wealthy. Nobody's, you know, not nobody because we are, but many of the Republicans are thinking of of what's just going to benefit them in the now and they can't see it. I I just don't understand their thinking and how they think these things are are okay. What it comes down to, Barb, is, is our success as a human being, as a planet, as a country is based on how healthy we are. And, and how healthy our earth is, how healthy our people are, you know, financial health is only, you know, a part of that. It's more than that. It's holistic. And that's how we need to look at it. And it's so frustrating that others don't look at it that way. And everything is politicized and that has got to stop. I mean, I read this article today on misinformation. We'll talk about it another time, but I mean, I'm just appalled at at what some people believe Mm -hmm. and what they do with this belief, how they behave. It's just outrageous. Everything is political and it shouldn't be. COVID isn't political. Climate change isn't political. And I want to just go a little bit on my, before we finished on my high horse, we have got to get Democrats out to vote. You have got to tell everybody to get out to vote. We have to show people that we're interested in making change. No change is going to come unless people get out and exercise their right to vote. We have to pay attention. We have to vote. We have to see what's going on because our democracy may be, you know, like uh, taken out from under us and then we'll be in shock. Wait, what happened? We thought we elected Biden. We thought everything was okay. No, that wasn't enough. And we have to work for next November 2nd, of course, with our governor and a Senate candidate. All right. So I think, did you want to say anything about what we No, but I, I'd like to say maybe we'll, we'll go a little further with some of the topics we talked about in the next time we talk, because I think this opened up a lot of different conversations. And I think we'll know more about the bill. What's in it? What's the final passage of it? And we can relay that to you and tell your friends that the Democrats are working for you. The Democrats are working for you. It may look like they're not together, but they are going to be together on these two bills. They are going to be together on these two bills. Um, They just might not have everything that everybody wants in them. Exactly. We may have to compromise. We may have to compromise. compromise. 
they're working for us. Let's keep doing what we're doing. Um, the, the rural work is extremely important, more so than ever before. So continue to talk to your friends and family. Um, stop on this misinformation where you can. Educate people where you can and get involved. And stay safe and stay without COVID. As always, Reality Check Chat welcomes your comments. Go to our website and you can put in comments, I believe, I hope. But you can definitely go to realitycheckchat at gmail.com if you would like to contact us. And we would like to thank, I'd like to thank Judy. It's great to see you. Great to Uh, see you, Bob. I haven't seen you in a while because we've been a little bit delinquent. And I have to say that I hope you heard our last podcast. Which yeah, I'm actually not done with the, I'm not done with it yet, but we that was a very good one. We're getting better. We're getting better. Uh, but it's just the two of us for now. If you if you're interested in joining us, we we look for participants on our podcast. We we love to have you, and we want to thank Amanda Cook for our tech guru who puts our who's our website person, and we're very grateful to her. And we're also uh, grateful to Carl Hagstrom for writing our theme music. Thank you all who listen to us and yes. have stand, stood by us week after week, month after month. Right. Over <laughs> now from rural Susquehanna County. See you, see you soon, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Judy. Bye. Hey, listen, real quick. I was going through our other projects. Wait, wait.